Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Dudley. I am the voice behind this podcast and the face and voice behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. You guys, we've got the merch, we've got the blog posts, we've got the private party on Facebook, Sweat Thrive Glow, private party, RSVP, heck yes. Now let's swan dive in. What are we talking about today? I gained weight. That's it. I gained weight. Um, I hopped on the scale last week at urgent care, specifically patient first. It's my favorite genre of urgent care because they have the phlebotomist, aka blood draws. They have a pharmacist. You can leave there with your antibiotic and your nasal spray and your eardrops. One stop shopping. We love that for us. Efficient, convenient. The line wasn't very long. I always have a good time when I'm there. They have a phone charging station. They'll make you a cup of coffee. Honestly and truly, it's kind of like going to the Ritz-Carlton or Bloomingdale's of urgent care. It's a great experience. So I got on the scale and it said 175.6. What you should know about me is I don't really care about the number on the scale. It's not actually important to me. However, I use it for tracking things like inflammation. When you have rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, inflammation is something that happens quite frequently, and that's what I mostly use it for. However, I'm not going to pretend like my like 10, 15 pound weight gain is from inflammation. It's from eating like an asshole. So usually there is like caramel candies in the candy bowl downstairs in our kitchen um, because I don't fuck with caramel. Um... But recently, it's been the candy cane Hershey Kisses, which I heavily fuck with. Um, Before that, it was Lindor Truffles, another fan favorite. We had candy at work. I have just been eating like an unsupervised five-year-old at a birthday party. I love sugar. I love sugar. It is so delicious. I've never been somebody with like a salty um, craving type of girl. Give me all of the sugar. There have been times where I have literally eaten sugar off of a spoon. I'm not even lying. Like this is true true life. I love sugar. So anyway, my weight at like 175 is my pump the brakes weight. It's kind of like, okay, you'll still post a picture in a sports bra and you love your body and everything that it's capable of, but you are headed towards a place where it's unhealthy for your joints. So it's time to reel it in. Bring it on back. Okay. So what are we doing? We're going to get some steps to make me feel my best. Okay. And the first thing that you need to do is get your head in the game. Troy Bolton, get your head in the game type situation. Mindset is your master. Okay. And my consistent effort is going to be my consistent results. And I have consistently had Lindor truffles in my fanny pack at work. That's just how it's been, you know, and I'm calling myself out on it. Um, I also, when I'm really busy, stop prioritizing the things that make me feel good. Um, reading my daily stoicism and meditating first thing in the morning. Um, the podcasts that make me a better person, the Ed Milet, the Rachel Hollis, the Skinny Confidential, um, reading something self-helpy in the morning is a really great way for me to jumpstart my day. I definitely have not been leaning into the healthy coping mechanisms of the holiday season. Instead, I've been swan diving into truffles. And honestly and truly, it happens to the best of us. So I'm just going to share my journey with you because listen, we're not doing filtered, curated content. We're here for the real deal. Listen, 
I actually had a seamstress tell me when I was probably 23, I was buying a bridesmaid's dress for my cousin's wedding. And I told her that I was going to lose 30 pounds. And she was like, okay. So she ordered me a size 22 dress instead of the size eight that I needed. But I digress. And I was like, okay, that seems like a larger size than I need since I measured in at an eight. And she was like, everyone gains weight during the winter because of evolution and hibernation and um, lack of food available when we were hunters and gatherers. And it made sense to me at the time. So I was like, sure, order me the 22. Anyway, we had to do six different alterations and the dress didn't even fit on my cousin's wedding day, which my mother had to pick up the dress on the wedding day because it wasn't ready in time because of the sixth time we had to take the whole dress apart. It was a whole big thing. Anyway, have you guys ever been in a mirrored room, like surrounded by mirrors and fluorescent lighting and been in there in naked? If you haven't, you haven't experienced trauma. Anyway, back to what I'm saying. I hit 175.6 on the scale. It's time to reel it in. We're going to talk about it, okay? I need to do cardio because consistent effort equals your consistent results, and I have not been doing cardio, if we're being honest. Um... And if I only do cardio when I feel like it, I will never do cardio because it's just not my favorite. And I got this lovely reminder on my wrist at the current moment. One of my clients who I adore gave me these two beautiful silver bracelets for Christmas. And one of them says gratitude. And the other one says, remember why you started. And that was just a really nice gesture, especially knowing that I'm about to reel my shit in. Um... Because I started when I was at my sickest and I wasn't able to do like an eighth of what I'm able to do now. And I started because I wanted to become who I am now. And I will continue to unlock my greatest potential, which I don't think I've even scratched the surface of yet. So I'm excited to see where the next like time takes me. Anyway, what are we going to do to lose 10 pounds in two months? So the goal here... And I typically don't have people do a number goal when we are um, first starting um, nutrition coaching together just because I like them to have a a number in mind, but we don't set anything in stone just because I don't know how people's bodies are going to react, um, how their body composition shifts. I am fairly well-versed in my own body. So I know that 165, a 10 pound weight loss is definitely in my wheelhouse. I know that it's comfortable. I know that it's healthy. I know that I have a okay relationship with the scale. So weighing in isn't going to mess up my mindset or give me any disordered or dysfunctional thoughts. So I know all of that about myself, which is why I'm using the scale. We're going to try and lose these 10 pounds in two months and not try. We are going to lose the 10 pounds in two months. How do we attack this? 10 pounds in two months, by the way, is not super duper audacious. You can lose one to two pounds, half a pound to two pounds a week, very healthily and steadily. Um, The first thing that we're going to do is put myself in a caloric deficit. Easy. Caloric deficit. Um, That's eating less than I'm burning. Now, I'm not going to go into specifics because I teach 22 fitness classes a week. I work retail and I'm on my feet um, 20 to 27 hours a week. I am very, very active in these streets. I'm usually burning without trying um, 
over a thousand calories a day just functioning. Then you add in all of my activity and it's just, I have to eat a lot um, to maintain the amount of muscle that I have. So I'm not going to give you specific numbers, but I'm going to put myself into a caloric deficit. Okay. Calories in versus calories out. I'm going to focus on non-inflammatory foods and focus on vegetable intake with one vegan meal per day. And we're going to cut out the processed foods and the sugary foods. Processed meaning we're in a box. Processed means um, we have a shelf life with an expiration date. um, And there's a whole bunch of ingredients in there that we don't need. Um, My movement is going to be cardio four to five times a week for 20 to 30 minutes. I don't need that much more than that just because I'm super duper active in these streets. Um, the amount of movement that you need differs from person to person, but upping my movement 20 minutes a day isn't going to, um, add too much additional stress to my schedule. Uh, I can squeeze it in here and there, um, quick bursts of cardio. And then I'm going to be working on volume when I'm lifting versus like a super heavy load. So the way I prefer to lift is to move a lot of weight. I feel my best when I'm lifting really, really heavy. When I'm maxing out, when I'm doing three rep sets, when I have a lot of weight on the bar, I feel really, really good about myself. However, um, that adds muscle mass and I'm very, um, dense at the moment. So it's totally fine for me to cut back. I will lose a little bit of muscle, but I shouldn't lose too, too much strength. And I'm going to play a little bit more with volume. So keeping the weights lower and playing around with the number of reps, hitting 15 reps on a set, hitting 20 reps on a set, um, with a lighter weight. And then we're going to drink one to two gallons of water a day, making sure we're super duper hydrated. All right, let's talk about recovery, sleep, seven to eight hours a night. Now, this is a little bit of a dilemma because let me give you an example. Tomorrow I'm teaching three classes, 8, 30, 9, 30, 10, 30. So I'll leave my house at 7.30 in the morning. I have to be up at 5.30 if I want to get stuff done beforehand and have like a slow wake up. I like to wake up for like an hour and then have like an hour or so to get ready, feed the dog, make whatever food I need to make, and then get out the door. So I also am working at the store five to 10 or five to midnight. Then I have to drive home, which is like a mm, 25, 30 minute drive. And then, so let's say that I finish at midnight. That's like best case scenario. It's not going to happen, but let's just say best case scenario. I finish at midnight, get home by 1240. By the time I get to my car, whatever, then I still need time to fall asleep. That's around one o'clock in the morning. I have to be at the studio at 6.30 in the morning. It takes me about a half an hour to get there, which means I have to leave my house at 6, which means I'm going to bed at 1 and waking up at 5, which means I'm taking a nap. Then I am at the studio. I'm teaching four classes, and then I have to be at the store 1 to 8.30, and then we have a holiday party for Stride, meaning I will take a nap and have to work a 13-hour day And then also go hang out with all of my clients after. It'll be a little bit exhausting, but Sunday we're going to recover. What I'm saying is I don't have seven or eight hours to sleep then. So I have to make up for it beforehand and after. 
um, with naps and using meditation to kind of like rejuvenate myself, a 10 to 20 minute meditation works really, really well for me mid afternoon as like a little pick me up. I like the calm app. Um, it's my personal favorite. I use it very often, like literally every night. Um, my favorite thing to do, especially when I'm having a sleepover, um, Oh my God. I used to do this to my ex-boyfriend. He would be like falling asleep and it would be really quiet in the room. And I would turn on the calm app and different celebrities read (laughs) the bedtime story. And it would be really quiet. And I'd be like, good night, babe. Love you. And it would say, hello, I'm Matthew McConaughey. And I'm going to read you a story called wonder. And it was the funniest fucking thing in the entire world. I highly recommend you try it. It's so dang funny. Fun for the whole family. Anyway, the third thing that I'm going to lean into is my mindset. So add my lat in the morning, self-help books, really good podcasts. I love a little Will Smith motivational video, David Goggins, um, hit up the YouTube. I love Nick Bear. He is super duper motivating. Um, love, love, love his stuff. Um, watch a YouTube video with him, something like that to really get my mindset into like a winner's mentality, like a one more rep, embrace the suck. Um, today we're going to do what others aren't willing to. So tomorrow we can do what they aren't capable of. I love checking in with different CrossFit athletes, seeing what their workouts were, um, checking in with their mindset. There's like a day in the life of series on YouTube with a bunch of different CrossFit athletes. And it's really, really cool to check in with their mindset. Matt Frazier just had a new video come out with like a CBD company. And that was a really good motivational video. I love Matt Frazier's, um, documentary. It's just, it's really good. So I will check in with those things because I know that they light a fire within my asshole and I love them for it. So they get me off the couch. Let's talk about processed foods and sugar, because I know that this is where I get a majority of questions. So the processed foods are going to be the stuff that's in the middle of the grocery store, right? I know that everyone and their mother has heard you shop the outskirts of the store. And that's very, very much true. So your fruits, your veggies, um, you're going to go for a lot of lean protein. If you are somebody who eats meat, um, I like chicken. I like turkey. I'll throw in a little bit of bacon here and there for some fat. Um, I cook with avocado oil because it has the highest heat point. You can heat avocado oil up to 500 degrees before it becomes carcinogenic. So it's the safest one to heat. Um, It doesn't taste like avocados. I don't really fuck with an avocado, but I fuck with avocado oil. Um, It's really, really good for you. So Shop the outskirts. Let's talk about processed foods. Processed foods are things with a shelf life. They live in a box. They live in a, um, in the middle of the store. And these are going to be things with an ingredients list on their nutrition label. So let's talk about reading a nutrition label because I think that this would be super duper beneficial for you. And I like to go to the grocery store. Like this is not something to do during like peak hours on a Saturday or Sunday, taking up the aisle. Go to the grocery store during off hours so that you can really spend time reading the ingredients on the label. So the first thing that I do when picking up a packaged food is go straight for the label. I don't care about the calories. I don't care about anything else. First, we look at the label because this is going to weed out a lot of your foods. So I look for ingredients that I can pronounce. If I can't pronounce it, I'm going to Google it. I want to know exactly what it is. If it's a chemical, I'm probably going to put it back. Um, 
and I read the label out loud. Like I whisper it to myself um, because there has been a lot of times where I've missed like wheat or something in the ingredient where in the ingredient list where it has gluten or something that I'm sensitive to. And then I by accidentally eat it like in the car ride home. And then I end up rashy, itchy. It's just not good. Right. So we read the nutrition label out loud. What I'm looking for in a packaged food is something that is strictly for convenience, something that I could make by myself. I could purchase all of the ingredients in the grocery store, but I just don't have the time to make that specific granola bar. This is going to be convenient for me, right? This is just a convenience factor. I'm spending money on efficiency so that I don't have to make this protein bar by myself. That's all that this is, right? So I'm looking at the ingredients and it has seven ingredients in it and everything is something that I feel comfortable with. I can purchase every single ingredient in the grocery store. Then I look at the added sugars. I can typically tell whether or not there's going to be a high added sugar based on where the sugar is in the ingredients list. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the order in which the foods are listed in the ingredients like list is the amount that's in there. So the first ingredient has the highest amount. The last ingredient is the lowest amount added into the food. So if sugar is the very last one on the list, that's fine. If organic cane sugar is the very first one on the list, it's going to be problematic, right? So then after I read the nutrition label, the next thing that I go to, I look at the added sugars, not the natural sugars, because a lot of the things that I'm looking at are going to be like a protein bar or um, like a Lara bar. They're going to have sugar in them because there's fruit in the actual food, but the added sugars, the things that are added in additionally are the things that I want to pay attention to. Say it's an apple flavored bar and there's apples in it. Apples contain sugar. And so there's going to be natural sugars in this food, but I'm interested in the added sugars. If it's over a double digit number of added sugars, I'm 100% putting it back. There's no reason to eat anything with double digit sugars. Um, it's just not necessary. So that goes back. Um, I will eat some added sugars. For example, my coconut milk coffee creamer. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. It's a natural one, but it does have um, organic natural cane sugar in it. It has four or five grams of sugar per added sugars per serving. Listen, coffee is my friend. It gets me out of bed in the morning. It feels like a warm hug. I really, really love it. Um, So I'm comfortable with having added sugar there. I choose to have my added sugars there. I'm comfortable with it. It's four or five grams per serving. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be a game changer for me. I don't need to really restrict there. So that's where I'm going to choose to have an added sugar. I'm not going to have an added sugar in my protein bars, especially if it's over double digits. That's another thing to look for. If you're a yogurt eater, I'm really not, or a cottage cheese eater, there's a lot a lot, a lot of added sugars in yogurts. Be really, really mindful and read the ingredients list because a lot of people think that they're choosing a healthy choice because they're picking yogurt with a probiotic and it's good for your gut health. But what they're really doing is just having like a yogurt-based ice cream essentially with the amount of sugar that's in there. So we're going to read the label. We're going to look at sugar. We're going to keep it under 10 grams of sugar Um, ideally around five or less would be 
like best, but listen, balance, okay? If it's your favorite thing in the entire universe and it has nine grams of sugar, it's not going to kill you. Just make sure that it's a sometimes food and not a staple in your diet because you don't want to have too, too much sugar. I say a range um, between 50 and 25 grams of added sugar. The less added sugar you have, the better. Um, There's no nutritional benefit to sugar. Zero. It's just something that we add to our food because it honestly tastes delicious. And I said before, I am a complete and total sugar, sugar addict. So the less I have, the less I crave. And it is better for me because I'm not going to give into temptations later. If I start with sugar first thing in the morning, um, I'm going to continue with sugars all day. It's just who I am as a person. I know that about myself. And because I'm hyper aware of it, I try and avoid sugars, especially first thing in the morning, because then I will continue eating sugar all day long. Okay, so I'm going to recap my plan for you. Um, again, not going into specifics because everybody has different things, but the first thing that I'm going to do is add in one to two gallons of water a week, being mindful of my, um, sleeping patterns. That is the word that I was looking for. Why was that hard for me? Um, being mindful of my sleeping patterns and making time for rest on the days where my schedule is a little bit more hectic and I'm not going to get a lot of sleep because of my work schedule. Um, giving myself the space for a mindset check-in first thing in the morning and really make sh- making sure that I'm focused on getting my mind right and tight first thing in the morning, journaling, daily stoicism, um, and then consuming content that will really drive me forward and make me a better human being. And then putting myself in the caloric deficit by eating non-inflammatory foods, focusing on the vegetables and eating at least one vegan meal a day, decreasing or eliminating, honestly and truly decreasing. I say for my clients, eliminating for me because I know that I'm capable of it, processed foods and being really, really mindful of my added sugar intake, making sure that my movement is on point cardio four to five times a week. I'll probably do the Stairmaster or HIT style workouts. Um, It's too cold for me to run on these joints and then shifting my workouts from load to more volume workouts and focusing on a little bit of meditation. You guys, I hope that this was helpful. This time of year can be really challenging and just know that you're not alone in that and that if you are in a place where you're trying to reel it in or just be mindful that you're not alone and it's totally acceptable to love your body and want to alter it at the same time. The reason why I want to alter it is because I love my body and I love everything that it's capable of. I just want to show her that love by taking her to the potential that I know that she has. And I'm not doing anything drastic and I'm not doing anything crazy. I just want to lower the scale about 10 pounds to be at a healthier weight for my joints, which will make me a happier healthier, more vibrant human being. It is okay to love yourself and also alter yourself at the exact same time. We're not doing anything drastic here. We're just doing consistent here. Um, Yeah, guys, make a choices. Look both ways. I love you the most.